welcome to another episode of Unearthing Paranormalcy, the podcast where we dig into the paranormal and try to find normalcy in the topic. I'm Amy. I'm Dave. And I'm Chad. I'm Eli. And this week, we're going to talk about fear. Fear, Phobias. What scares us? We're gonna get deep. Deep, 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 deep. <laughs> We're gonna get deep into our own fears. fears. This could end up being a counseling session for a couple of us. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my recliner? <laughs> I think I need to lay down. Well, I can't think of a better group to do. Group oh, therapy with. <laughs> <laughs> I just I feel like I'm gonna get you to stop being a pussy multiple times. <laughs> None of us will say that. All on air. <laughs> I have never said Eli quit being a pussy. I may call you a pussy, but I never said quit being a pussy. And, and you I know have what? nothing to make fun of. There ain't nothing wrong with pussy. Uh, you know, see, that's actually the, you, you know, sorry, the word pussy when it comes like that, someone's a pussy. Is used completely wrong because that's one of the toughest things in the world. It can push out a full, a full grown baby. <laughs> Women's <laughs> rights. If you go right back to normal. You know, true. Out of the <laughs> out of the two genitals, that one's way more resilient. Exactly. <laughs> you ever slammed your dick inside of a door? It just doesn't work. I've never slammed my pussy. Inside I don't think of I've ever tried. <laughs> I don't think I want to try to slam my dick in a in a door. I'm just saying that's probably the amount of pr- well, probably more pressure though. We're talking about pressure here. Under um, pressure. Falling down on me. Under pressure. <laughs> All right, stop. So, <laughs> collaborate <laughs> and listen. So, fear is an emotion. It is generally induced when the subject perceives a threat. Phobia is the Greek word for fear, aversion, or morbid fear and can be defined as the excessive or unreasonable fear of an object, place, or situation. Phobias are more serious than simple fear sensations and are not limited to fears of specific triggers. There is a subtle difference between what is fear and what can be termed as phobia. The main difference lies in the intensity and severity of the emotions experienced in fear and phobia. A phobia is a type of anxiety disorder that causes an individual to experience extreme irrational fear about a situation, living creature, place, or object. When someone has a phobia, they will often organize their lives to avoid what they consider to be dangerous. The imagined threat is also greater than any actual threat posed by the cause of the terror. Now, me and you were talking about something like this the other day, how more people were killed under the under the fear of like witchcraft mm-hmm. than were ever actually killed by witches. Yes. Very true. Well, think of war in general. I mean Yeah. Every war is fought out of fear. Especially the war on terror. So despite individuals being aware that their phobia is irrational, they cannot control the fear reaction. A person with a phobia will experience the following symptoms. They are common across the majority of phobias. A sensation of uncontrollable anxiety when exposed to the source of fear. A feeling that the source of that fear must be avoided at all costs. Not being able to function properly when exposed to the trigger. Acknowledgement that the fear is irrational, unreasonable, and exaggerated combined with the inability to control the feelings. Phobias are diagnosable mental disorders. Treatment can include medication and behavior therapy. The term phobia is often used to refer to a fear of one particular trigger. However, there are three types of phobia recognized by the American Psychiatric Association. These include specific phobia, which is an intense irrational fear of a specific trigger. Social phobia or social anxiety, which is a profound fear of public humiliation and being singled out or judged by others in a social situation. The ideal of large social gatherings is terrifying for somebody with social anxiety. It is not the same as shyness. 
Then there's agoraphobia, which is a fear of situations from which it would be difficult to escape if a person were to experience extreme panic, such as being in an elevator or being outside of the home. It is commonly misunderstood as a fear of open spaces, but could also apply to being confined in a small space, such as an elevator or being on public transportation. People with agoraphobia have an increased risk of panic disorder. Specific phobias are known as simple phobias as they can be linked to an identifiable cause that may not frequently occur in the everyday life of the individual, such as snakes. These are therefore not likely to affect day-to-day living in a significant way. Social anxiety and agoraphobia are known as complex phobias as their triggers are less easily recognized. People with complex phobias may also find it harder to avoid triggers, such as leaving the house, being in a large crowd, even interacting with others. A phobia becomes diagnosable when a person begins organizing their lives around avoiding the cause of their fear. It is more severe than a normal fear reaction. People with a phobia have an overpowering need to avoid anything that triggers their anxiety. A person is likely to experience feelings of panic and intense anxiety when exposed to the object of their phobia. The physical effects of these sensations can include sweating, abnormal breathing, accelerated heartbeat, trembling, hot flushes or chills, a choking sensation, chest pains or tightness, butterflies in the stomach, pins and needles, dry mouth, confusion and disorientation, nausea, dizziness, headaches, loss of consciousness. A feeling of anxiety can be produced simply by thinking about the object of the phobia. In younger children, parents may observe that they cry, become very clingy, or attempt to hide behind the legs of a parent or behind an object. They may also throw tantrums to show their distress. A complex phobia is much more likely to affect a person's well-being than a specific phobia. For example, those who experience agoraphobia may also have a number of other phobias that are connected. These can include monophobia, or the fear of being left alone, claustrophobia, a feel of fearing trapped in closed spaces, germophobia, which is the fear of germs and bacteria. In severe cases, a person with agoraphobia will rarely leave their home. It is unusual for a phobia to start after the age of 30 years, and most begin during early childhood, the teenage years, or early adulthood. They can be caused by a stressful experience, a frightening event, or a parent or household member with a phobia that the child can learn from. Specific phobias usually develop before the age of four to eight years. In some cases, it may be the result of a traumatic early experience. One example would be claustrophobia developing over time after a younger child has an unpleasant experience in a confined space. Phobias that start during childhood can also be caused by witnessing the phobia of a family member. A child whose mother has arachnophobia, for example, is much more likely to develop the same phobia. More research is needed to confirm exactly why a person develops agoraphobia or social anxiety, the more complex phobias. Researchers currently believe complex phobias are caused by a combination of life experiences, brain chemistry, and genetics. They may also be an echo of the habits of early humans left over from a time in which open spaces and unknown people generally posed a far greater threat to personal safety than in today's modern world. Now, see, agoraphobia is actually something I had looked up, too, because I have a slight, I have a slight, I guess, small agoraphobia. I don't like large crowds. And mine, mine's more recent. I, I just really come to realize it in the last couple of years. And mine mainly comes from all the mass shootings and bombings and stuff like that. That when I'm in like a large group of like a large crowd, uh, my mind always goes to, "What if that happens?" And I right. start getting anxious. And I know Amy kind of has the same thing. Where if you go to a big place, a crowd like a, we went to you know like a, Impractical Jokers, 
Amy was saying that she point found out all the exits and what oh, yeah. made a plan on what we would do. That's how I am. Like, yeah. I love going to like sporting events, but every time I go to one, I'm super anxious before I get there about what could happen because I mean you're in a crowd of eighty to a hundred thousand people. Yeah, any any time I have to go to a big event like that, first of all, I'm nervous as hell before I get there. Yep. And then I get there, and I immediately I pick out the exits. I look at the people around me. I find hiding places and exit places. Those are the two things I do. In case I can't get out, where can I hide? I even do this in the movie theaters. Yeah, I do it in the movie theaters, too. Uh, I prefer to sit near an exit, preferably the back exit. Um, My thing with agoraphobia is... Once I get in the situation and I've kind of like diagnosed everything, the anxiety kind of goes away. Yeah. But that's why I'm I that person who feel like it's a phobia so yeah. much. It's just a general fear. Yeah, my thing is though when I'm in that situation, my mind always picks out the people who just seem awkward or mm-hmm. misplaced, and then my mind starts going, "Okay, what are they doing? Why? Why is he doing that? What's What's he doing?" And I get kind of paranoid over that kind of stuff. Yeah, I will watch that particular person pr- throughout the entire night. Yeah, me like too. I will find where they sit, and I will watch them. When you are the Impractical Jokers, there's what thirty thousand people there. Yeah, yeah. I had two people picked out that I kept eyes on in this thing because I just they they sit out a weird yeah. vibe. That's kind of how I am with it too. Anybody who has any specific phobia can develop agoraphobia because of their simple phobia. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. and with germophobia, germophobics are highly likely to develop uh, OCD. Yeah, OCD. Mm-hmm. And um, there's a few famous people that have had that disorder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or not disorder. But I mean, Harry Man- Howie Mandel's kind of that way. Yeah. Howie, and then also the uh, uh, cre- playing creator from uh, Howard uh, Howard Hughes. Yeah. I think Trump is even a, a germaphobe. I think they've talked about that before, where he won't shake hands and always has stuff with him because he's a germaphobe. That's just because the orange makeup's going to wear off. He <laughs> doesn't want to get Cheeto dust on everybody. <laughs> oh my goodness! Or he doesn't want to get knocked out into his uh, out of his reptilian shape. Yeah, yeah, that could be it too. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that that was one thing that I remember from psychology is that any phobia can turn into agoraphobia yeah. if it's not, especially if it's not treated, and especially yeah. if it's a more complex phobia, it's more likely to develop into agoraphobia, like a s- fear of crowds yeah. will develop into agoraphobia, a fear of. Well, heck, what really helped? What really kind of threw my agoraphobia kind of spiraling for a little bit was um, <clears throat> every year Norman they do a music festival. Well, this year, um, on like oh, one of the shit. big days on Saturday, I was sitting on my front front yard waiting for someone to come pick me up because we were actually leaving town. But I see this cop on a bicycle, and he's talking to the neighbor, and then he rides up, and he weighs me down, and he's talking about his someone thought they saw someone with body armor carrying two large duffel bags heading towards Main Street, which is where they have the show. And I was like, well, I wasn't going. Now I'm definitely not going. Because <laughs> right. yeah. it it's it's spiraling that day. And I was like, thank God I'm getting out of town. But then I texted everybody I knew who might might have been going. He's like, be careful. You know, keep an eye out. And nothing happened, of course, yeah. luckily. But I'm pretty sure it was probably just some band member carrying his gear in a black tank top or something. Well, and I think our generation has experienced a lot more of that. I mean, we've experienced that since we were kids. I mean, I remember when Columbine happened. I was in eighth grade. And... The next year, when I went to high school, I was terrified. And I had this kid in my class who thought it was funny to sit there and talk about killing everybody. No. And I was scared to go to that class. And I was also scared to tell a teacher. Like, it was just like this all combined fear. Because here I am. I was a freshman. He was a senior. It was like... Food and nutrition, I think, was the class. You know, just one of those blow-off classes. So everybody in there is a senior, and the seniors are all joking about it. Here I am, this freshman freaking out, and 
I'm like, I don't know what to do. Well, the kid, did, the teacher ended up hearing it and he got expelled. But it's still, it's one of those things that it's just been embedded in our brains. And our daughter, she in kindergarten, she came home. She said, "Mommy, we had a uh, what did she say? We had a we had a drill today, but it wasn't a fire drill." She said it was a uh, a bad person drill. And we all climbed, we all went into the bathroom and we had to be really, really quiet. And it just kind of broke my heart because it was like, these are kindergartners having to fear this stuff. We didn't have to worry about it until high school. I say my first one, first intruder drill we did was, I think, fifth grade. And of course, this is how smart they were as they wanted to do the drill while we were on recess. You know what the trick was that they had every kid do? Just drop and lay down on the ground. Yeah. And I was like, Give them easy targets? Sitting targets. I was like, no, you have everyone run away from the building. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, we're on the playground. He's like, and if it would happen, you just drop and lay on the ground face down. And I was like, no, I'm good. I would much rather be a moving target. <laughs> right? Uh, most people, and this is uh, something I've read, is uh, the reason why their logic is for kids to like lay down on the ground is if, if an intruder sprays, and doesn't hit you, the off chance of him going to each and every one of the people that are yeah. on the ground shooting you again is a lot less than because his whole goal of coming into the school is to kill as many people as possible. Yeah, but at the same time, most of the people who do school shootings or mass shootings, you know, not that they're marksmen, but they take the time to learn how to shoot. And most of them aren't done with automatic rifles, most of them are done with, you know, just a hunting rifle or a pistol. And or a shotgun. A shotgun. And if you're laying down, he has time just to go. Pew. Pew. And just pick people off. I would much rather be a moving target where he has to sit there, lead the target that most of the time, because the, most of the people who do school shootings aren't trained marksmen. Trained marksmen. It's something they've taught, you know, they just go out and shoot in the woods. So they're shooting at stationary targets 90% of the time. You have a much a higher chance of getting away from him if you're in a, outside in an open place to run away than to lay down. And I wonder mm-hmm. if if the fear because fear fear is what causes people to act like that. Yeah. To act out to have the psychological breaks. I I can't help but think is it the fear from the media that causes these people to have these breaks and to do this, um, or is it? The need for, I don't, I don't know, I don't know where I'm going with it. No, mo- most of them of fear as much as, I think it's the fear of the way, like because mo- most of the students are odd, so they get made fun of. Mm-hmm. Bullying is a major thing in today's world. But bullying has always been a thing. I know, but it's more prevalent now because you can't get away from it. True. It's Back when we were kids, you went home, you're away from the bully. You only saw him when you're at school. Yeah. Now. You go home, your Facebook is blowing up from a bully or something like that. And yeah. I think it's a fear of it continuing, and the only way of ending it is killing him. Yeah. And then you have the mindset of, well, if I just kill him, it's not going to make it better. Someone else is going to do it. So you make it a mass killing. Now, and I'm no um, psychiatrist or psychologist, but I would say that most of the shooters have some form of social anxiety. Yeah. You know? Well. They probably suffer from agoraphobia. Yeah. Or or had been described that way post post mortem. Yeah. There's also the Santa Fe shooting in Texas last year as well. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Lots of shootings, which is what has caused these fears. Yeah, this is what I have us. agoraphobia. I mean, that's what but mine comes from. Um and I I would, I don't think it's agoraphobia because I it doesn't prevent me from doing things. It does it, me to an extent. It will <laughs> cause me to be more cautious. And I mean, it has prevented me from going to certain events. So I, I've missed a lot of concerts that I would normally have gone to because I just don't feel comfortable going but nothing to those situations. Nothing that's really impacted my life in a negative way, which is what makes it a phobia. Yeah. Not going to a concert doesn't negatively affect your life. Well, it might. I, I it might. We could have get picked up and they're like, you are going to be... You know, I could have gone to a Backstreet Boy concert and... Brian could have pulled me up on stage and been like, Amy, I saw you out there in the crowd and I want you to be my second wife. But that I, I will never know because I never got to go to one. <laughs> well, I mean, I know Chad for, 
for some reason or another, like when we got the uh, Black Label Society tickets, you were pretty like, eh, about yeah. it. It's so. like one of my favorite bands. I've seen them a couple times, and I really wanted to see them, and I was super excited about it when I heard about it. And then we got the tickets, and I'm just like, I mean, that's cool. I'm excited to go. But at the same time, it's like, that's a large group of people. It's a very a small building. Group of it is, I mean, it's a metal band. I yeah. mean, it metal is a, has a strange following, but it was just yeah. It was one of those. I I was excited but nervous at the same time. Very anxious. That's how I felt when we went to the last podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt that. I'm sorry. I felt at home in that group. I mean, I did half I the guys, there. me and half the guys, looked alike, so we all dressed alike. <laughs> Once I got there, I felt at home, but I had this fear going into it for some reason. I was like. What kind of people are going to be there? I've seen the mean people on their Facebook page. And then I get there and I'm like, Family. We could, we could be friends. <laughs> I mean, like, half the time we'd be walking around and some guy would look at me and I'd look at him and we both have big red beards wearing our last, same last podcast shirt with like a red, black flannel, uh, <laughs> like long sleeve shirt over it. And we just look at each other and go, Hey! <laughs> And then we just like that's all we just say. We just look at just like, hey, nice shirt. And then we just walk off. Like we did, I did it like five times. I think we're not alone. I think there's a lot of people, especially people our age, that have the same fear. And I, I wouldn't say it. I, I think it probably will get its own phobia. I don't no. think it's going to go as agoraphobia. It's going to become something different. There's got to be a mass shooting. That, that's that's just yeah. I, I find it crazy because it's actually relatively. I want to say it's relatively new within the last 15, 20, or sorry, not 15, 20 years, but We're more so 30 years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, because yeah. well, you think since Columbine. Columbine, and Columbine was in 99, so 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, things like this catch on later in America, though. Yeah. It's like we never really worried about terrorism until 2000, and yeah. I mean... The United Kingdom had already been doing it for like 20 years, so we well, kind of looked to them for advice. And I also remember between <coughs> 2000, between the Trade Center and heck, even here recently, people have that fear and they look at people differently, especially if you're Muslim. They're I mean, little, that, I mean that you immediately are going to, people get. Yeah. I think the you. fear of this happening is what's caused racism to come back a little bit. I think so too. Because people yeah. are now scared of other races because they're the funny thing is is everything every single one's been white. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't think of one off the top of my head that wasn't Victor Cruz. Which is which one? The kid from Parkland. It was he. He was white. No, he was not. Victor Cruz was uh, uh, Mexican was or he? Uh, Hispanic. Uh, he was from Hispanic descent. Okay. So he looked pretty white. Yeah, so he... Okay, he was a light-skinned... No, I'm, saying, I'm, no, I'm not <laughs> arguing with you. I'm just saying the, um, I thought he was white. I didn't know he was... McDonald's Hispanic. shooter in the 80s was Hispanic as well. But I mean, I all mean, the recent y- ones. But, well, you have yeah, the, but you have for the, the most Asian part, yeah, you're right. Virginia Tech shooting, which Virginia was Asian, Tech, well, he, but he was Polynesian. I would classify yeah. him as white. Okay. Yeah, I would too. But it's like you said, but, we're not yeah. denying that he is. It's yeah. just he he doesn't. His look brother's good. been on Doctor Oz here lately, doing yeah. interviews and things. And well, he almost got picked up as well. Yeah, he almost got picked up as well because when they were going through the the whole uh, preliminary trial, and he was basically saying, "Yes, I." Uh, his Victor was like, "Yes, I did this. I'm tried to plead the insane case or whatever." Mm-hmm. His brothers like basically went to social media and was like hinted at the fact that he would have done it too, and they almost like incarcerated his ass yeah. over it. Yeah. So yeah. let's get back on to fears. Fears. Sorry. So you got something about what cause what happens to the brain? Yeah, um, some areas of the brain store and recall dangerous and potentially deadly events. If a person faces a similar event later on in life. Those areas of the brain retrieve the stressful memory sometimes more than once, and this causes the body to experience the same reaction. It's almost kind of like post-traumatic stress. Um, in a phobia, the areas of the brain that deals with fear and stress keeps retrieving the frightening event inappropriately, and researchers have found that phobias are often linked to the amygdala, which lies behind the pituitary gland in the brain. The amygdala can trigger the release of fight-or-flight hormones, 
and these put the body and mind in a highly alert and stressed state. My fight or flight sucks. I'm going to throw this out here. My fight or flight honestly is to freeze. So if someone busted through the door with a gun and just started shooting, you just... Anyone close your eyes. <laughs> My fight or flight is almost <laughs> always to fight, which yeah. is why I don't like people startling me because yeah, they I get swing. pissed off when they get yeah. hit or they get knocked over. I, I'm that way too. Every now, like, I mean, yes, I'll jump, but a lot of the times when like someone comes and like touches me on the <laughs> shoulder, I'm not expecting it. I like swing my elbow back, or I kick. So Our I get, daughter is fight. I have been whacked <clears throat> in the face so many times. If I have something in my hand, it's it's a hundred percent being swung at you. <coughs> like, you can't try to scare me when I have a like a pull stick in my hand or <coughs> something, something that's easily for me to swing. It's it's coming swinging at you. So so being jump scared is is that in the category of what would be fight or flight? Because there are times whenever. I do get jump, like I get jumpy, but most times when it comes down to that kind of shit where like something will like smack and like, or a plate will fucking fall and break behind me, I'll jump, but I'll just laugh like really, really hard before I know what the hell just happened. <laughs> so it, it, it's, it's kind of a weird concept of like laugh or flight because <laughs> I'll just be like, <laughs> so someone's going to come in with a gun and he's going to be like, <laughs> Sorry, that was a little Yeah, so if you I laugh at him, you'd be like, well, I'm going home. Fuck this. <laughs> He's going to point laugh, and I'm going to go, <laughs> I can't see you. Well, good news is you have time to hide, because yeah. after Eli laughs, he's the first one to get yeah. shot. You're going to be like, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. I'm going to be like, <laughs> Only I could be funny, though. I could see someone walk in like with a gun, and Eli starts laughing, and then he's like, what? Is my fly down? <laughs> I'll, I'll just wait for somebody to go, who invited the Joker? <laughs> He's like, it's like, you guys are the worst. <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> I wanted you to be scared. And not... I'll go, is he got <laughs> No, it'll be dead silent. Someone lets out a fart. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, you just better just hope like, it's just a fart. There are or else times depending. Shot. <laughs> it depends how I'm getting scared, like if something was to happen on my response. Because like when I had the person trying to get in my window... I just kind of froze for a second. Yeah. Because one, it was uh, like 4.30 in the morning. I didn't know what I was asleep. So I didn't know what was going on in the first place. But then once I realized what it was, I instantly got up, called the police, grabbed, grabbed my rifle, my twenty two, and was like, okay, if they come through that window, they're going to have a couple holes in their head. Or wherever I shoot, because I haven't shot that gun in Terrible decade. aim. Okay. He's going to have Actually, a bunch of holes really in his wall, is what's going <laughs> to No, I can hit the person. I'm not that bad Just at aim. Just aim for the center mass of the shadow, duh. <laughs> Jesus. But it was one of those, I was just like, at first, I just kind of laid there and stared at like, what the fuck is that? I honestly Actually, don't know you, if you. I was in a true life or death situation, what my reaction would yeah. be. I just know if it's a bee <laughs> or a wasp. I am going to close my eyes. If I can get my hand to my face quickly, I will cover my nose and my mouth because that's another fear I have of like them coming in my nose. And then I will stand there. And if there's somebody near me, I'll say, is it gone yet? Is it gone yet? You didn't, you didn't like the movie Candyman, did you? Uh, I haven't seen Yeah, don't do that. It'll it's getting re- remade, so I'm, it'll what, be good. What were you saying, Dave? Oh, just oh, okay. Um, whenever you're shooting at night, aim low. Because oh, the way yep. the way your eyes are, you're you're automatically going to aim high and go right over them. So you always aim low. Of course, so that way you get also, right in the middle. In my bedroom, I'm going to be five feet away from somebody. True. If I miss with a rifle, I don't belong. To, <laughs> don't deserve to have a gun. <laughs> we'll I mean, the barrel of the gun's a foot away from the person at that point. My thing with bees and stuff too isn't so much a phobia. Is it's just. I did have a bad experience as a child with, with bees, so I do kind of freak out with them, but I so also... So it's a phobia. Well, but, I, but I can be out in the yard, and if I see a bee, I'm, I can get away from it for the most part. It's when they are within like my bubble yeah. that I'll freak out. Now, when I was a kid, I developed a phobia of wasps because I got stung by a wasp and had a real bad allergic reaction to it. And I held that phobia for... Oh, till about three or four years ago when I got stung by a wasp again and nothing happened. 
So I was like, eh, don't got to be scared of them anymore. Yeah. But yeah, I used to be deathly afraid. Fear and- I'd, I'd see them, I'd be jumping in. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're going to well, get me. I would love to see that. I yeah. think that's why I'm not as afraid of bees and wasps as I was as a kid. Because <clears throat> as I've gotten older, I've also learned that they don't chase you. They're not going to, like, we don't have killer bees. I don't have to worry about that. A bee is going to avoid you. A bee is going to try to avoid you at all costs. So Now, I learned today that with bumblebees, they can sting you more than once. Yep. Bumblebees but, will chase you, but not very far. But only the females have stingers. The males don't have them. Huh. If I remember you hear my that? Bees from are like middle school insects. <laughs> but if I remember from, I think it was middle school, I did research project. The American bumblebee is actually an Africanized uh, killer bee. Hmm. It, they were brought over <sighs> in a shipment. And that's with bumblebees. They'll sting you multiple times because... Once they sting you, you put off a hormone, and they will keep stinging until yeah, you no yeah, longer are, are. In, uh, bothering them. And so, like, in with Africanized honeybees, or not honeybees, Africanized killer bees, if like say you go and jump in water, they will just wait till you get out. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a. I did just research on. I was like, this is scary. Yeah. So, have you ever seen uh, a uh, Japanese killer? Killer, uh, what, is, what the hell the fuck are they called? Uh, killer hornets or killer uh, killer wasps? I think they're hornets, but they're like this fucking big, bro. If I see a wasp that big, I'm running. I don't care. It, I'm talking about like the, big, hit, the lost world, like, bro. What, seven, eight inches? That's big. It's a big ass wasp. Yeah. Technically that, a hornet. Yeah. It's a hornet. Hornets but scare me. What hornets they do, are though, aggressive, though. Sorry. But what they do, though, is they'll attack hives and use their chompers that I, I forgot. Like I, I watched this freaking documentary over it, but the amount of pressure that they have is ridiculous. It's enough to basically snap off a finger. Mm-hmm. No shit. But they'll infest these hives, in, enemy hives, and cut off the heads. We are going on the, tangents. Like sorry, man, so sorry. far tonight. Sorry, I just I'll realized. Like, how did we get on this again? Now the, the European bees have no defense against that. The Japanese bees, however, the, what they'll do is they'll swarm on them and flap their wings so fast that they heat them up to a certain temperature where the bees can survive, but the well, the hornets can't. So essentially, they'll cook them and survive it. But but the European honeybees don't know how to do that, and they're starting to incorporate themselves over to that side of the world. That does remind me of a time that it was really cold outside and we had a co-worker who went and took tight cut a string and tied a string around yeah, the honeybee. We had a honeybee that was like on like the drain or the uh, yeah. Because when they get cold they don't move. They just they stay still. And then he brought it inside on the leash. And then when it warmed up it started flying around and so he had a bee on a leash and he was walking it around the shop. That freaked me out. I was like take that shit outside. <laughs> He tied it to like a little thing on the <laughs> desk. So they're just flying in a circle. We're like, right okay, around my desk. I was like, get that. Take it away. Get it out of here. So he took it back outside and waited for it to kind of cool down a little bit and then untied, untied it, it, and it and let it go. But yeah. It was pretty interesting. But leave the bees alone. They're starting to they're, become they're endangered. endangered. Yeah. So do you have anything else? I have a game. A game? A game. <clears throat> All right. What is your game? Do, 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 do. Welcome to Dave Shame Show. I'm going to name a phobia while you guess what the phobia is pertaining to. I love this game. <laughs> Come on, honey. Give it to me. Okay. <laughs> First off, xenophobia. Xenophobia. With an X or a Z? With an X. So xenophobia? Possibly. Xenophobia? Yeah, yeah, I've heard of that. I just I've heard remember. of it. I just can't think of what it is. <gasps> I know what xenophobia is. Uh, it's the, uh, the, the... Isn't the fear of aliens or something like that? Am I even close? I'm close, aren't I? A little bit. It's the fear of abduction or the fear of sex with an alien? Because we covered this. We covered xenophobia. I think you're thinking of exophobia. Fuck, I am. Damn it. <laughs> Chad, no Google. No, I was I, oh, I was looking for... I had a list of ones I thought were kind of goofy. I was trying to see if they were on. Xenophobia. I have no idea. The fear of The number sleep. 10. 
Okay. Xenophobia is the fear of people or situations that are strange or foreign. In essence, fear of the unknown. Almost everyone has a fear of the unknown. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the fear of the unknown is... But really, it just becomes a phobia where it's affecting your your life where you're reorganizing it. Because, yeah, the fear of the unknown is very common. Yeah. Um, Nyctophobia. Nyctophobia. The fear of the dark. Fear of the dark. I know that because I have a game over that's called Nyctophobia, and you play it, and you have it's these a really fun game. Blackout. <laughs> yeah. You have these blackout glasses that you put on, turn off the lights, and then there's one person who doesn't have the glasses on, and he moves the character, like the vampires around, and then the players have to maneuver around a maze that they don't know what the maze is because the the scene person has set the maze up. So they have to move their characters around the maze without getting attacked by the vampire. I feel like we have yeah. ADD here, we and the <laughs> person, uh, whoever's the Game master actually moves your hand to like where your yeah. piece is. Yeah, like this is your piece. it's really fun. I just say wearing those glasses messed with me though. <laughs> and the pieces glow in the dark. So, so one point for Amy. Yay! <laughs> okay, what about ligophobia? Oh, I think this was actually on my list of stuff. Um, ligophobia. Is it kind of an odd one, or is it no? no okay, not then. really. Fear of cats. Fear of lions. Fear of light. Fear of darkness. Oh. Fear of darkness. I, I, I fear of light. I was thinking of light, so I was like, it had to be something. And this differs from fear of the dark, because fear of the dark, or phobia of the dark, is being in the dark. Fear of darkness is like, oh, there's a cave over there, there's a dark forest, and there's no way I would ever <laughs> go into something like that, you know? A dark alley. Mm. Yeah. 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 Mm. Well, it just, Where you're not I, immersed I don't feel in. Like, I read Batman comics. I'm not going in a dark I alley. I don't in the first feel place. like that's a bad phobia to have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, that comes from long ago where it's like, well, I ain't going in that cave. I don't know what's in there. There could be a bear in there. <laughs> there could be another caveman in there. Um, Saber toothed tiger. Sciophobia? Maybe skyophobia? How do you spell, spell it? it? S C I O phobia. Can I get that in a sentence, please? It's actually probably seophobia. <laughs> it could be seophobia. The fear of UFOs. Fear of the sky. Fear of water. Ocean. Nope. This kind of does similar to the ones of darkness, but it's the phobia of shadows. Why couldn't it just be shadow phobias so we could just be like it's fear of shadows? I think everybody's kind of been laying in bed before and you're like That pile of clothes now looks like a bot someone standing there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that happened to me the other day. It wasn't a pile of clothes. It was the way my closet door was open and I have some like white shirts that are hanging in the closet. Well, I all you'd see was the white sleeve. At like the perfect head level, so when I'm laying in bed, it looks so like there's a, a face freaking. right there, and I was like, "Whoa, oh, that's my clothes." Okay, <laughs> it's I, happened to me multiple times. Like it, 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 no color except white. White's the only thing that freaks me the fuck out. <laughs> like it'll be in the corner yeah. of my eye, it'll be leaned up or laid on top of like a hamster or whatever. Not a hamster, hamper. Hamsters at our house. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm done for the night. You guys have a good day. You got out of the mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big ass hamster if it's at like eye level. <laughs> I would be scared of a hamster that size too, Eli. It's okay. And I wonder why I'm the joke of the society. <laughs> no, you're just the butt of the joke. I hear that, gentlemen? I'm the ass of the joke. Next. Triska decophobia. I know, oh, I know. I know this one. The fear of 13. Yeah. Yep. I know that because I did 13 on the Superstitions yeah. episode. <laughs> and that was that was episode number what? 10 or 11? I don't remember. 12 yeah. or 13? It was before we had better sound quality. Yeah. So people are not going to be able to hear it pretty soon because I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to remove our first few episodes okay. and make them private and it'll be only our website. Yeah. Okay. But Yeah. So if you're listening to this and you haven't... Listen to our superstitions episode. You can go to our website and listen to it there. Very cool. Hexacosio, I hexaconta, hexaphobia. Just now you're just it, making. Just think about up. it for a minute. 
Fear of 10. <laughs> oh, fear of uh, 666. Yeah. Yes. Damn the devil. Mm, devil, mm, devil, devil. Hippopotamon strosequipotendialophobia. Sounds like some Pokemon shit. <laughs> so you got a little hippopotamus. <laughs> it's like the evolved form of that shit. <laughs> Go hippopotamophobia. <laughs> and, and that one I just threw in here as a joke. That's the fear of long words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then there's a there, that's wait wait that one saying it is actually getting over the fear yeah. of your long. Oh, okay. that that is a fear of long words. And there's another one that's fear of all long words. There are two different ones. Really? Man, there's some freaky-ass people in this world. That scary <laughs> like it, hang on. Shit. Let me look up. I got, I, for some reason, it's not in my email that I sent myself. Because um, here I... Uh, fuck. I can't think. I'm surprised that I even said that one. I literally was about to say, here at last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong podcast. Help me! <laughs> Here at UMP Normalcy. Yeah, here at UMP Normalcy, we don't actually have shit. I'm not too sure how we to all pronounce. Shit. Yeah, Everybody we all shit, poops. Yeah. Not too sure how to pronounce this next one. It's can I, can I try? no. <laughs> Coimetrophobia. C O I M E T R O phobia. Coimetro or soymetro. English is a hard language. The fear of big fish. No, <laughs> you looked at me like I got it right. I was no, like, he did that to me twice. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Like, nope, you're wrong. I still have a point. Dark. I have two points because I got tricks with the um, I have one point. Um, the fear of cemeteries. Mm. I would feel like necro would be somewhere in like I would honestly feel like necro would be necrophobia somewhere. Necrophobia is the fear of the dead. dead. Yeah. Okay. Um, the next one kind of does deals with this setting. It's the Placophobia. Fear of places. Placophobia. Placophobia. The fear of being somewhere. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, maybe you missed when I said in the setting of a cemetery. Fear of graves. Yep. Fear of fear of tombstones. Tombstones. They give him some weird ass names mm-hmm. that literally have nothing it, to do I'm with. Sure <laughs> you you want a re- you want a weird one? <clears throat> yeah. Can I weave yeah, one? See if you guys can. <laughs> Amy might have seen it by accident. Uh, I want to weave one. At your computer. Um, see if I can even pronounce this word. Arachabutriophobia. I'm probably spelling fear of dead spiders. A R A. C H I B U T Y R O phobia. Fear of dead spiders. No. I don't know. Is the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth? Yes. <laughs> Another one I had. I wonder if dogs get that. <laughs> Aliumphobia. Fear of aluminum. Nope, you would think so. Fear of the aluminum hats. Is something vampires have. Fear of garlic? Yes, it's the fear of garlic. I should have known that because alliums are from the garlic family, onions, things like that. Okay, this one should be easy. Phobophobia. Fear of fear. Close. Fear of phobias? The fear of having a phobia. I got one point, guys. <laughs> one point. I'm on the board. What you got, Dave? Um, Gatophobia. I'm not going there. The fear, fear of gates. Fear of passageways or gayetophobia? Oh, which one is this one? This was this was on my list. Oh, what was it? Why well, didn't it get deleted? More recently, it's referred to as wiccophobia. Fear of witches. Yep. Yeah, I read it because I, I, when I read it, I was like, "There's no way that that's the name of that phobia." <laughs> and I was like, "No," because yeah, and I was like, "Okay, wait, what does that have anything to? How is that?" Witches. Because witches are always happy. Now, I think we can all agree that snakes, spiders, the the heights, common ones, you know, can really lead to yeah. serious outcomes. Mm-hmm. But this one is a very common one. It's in, always in all the top ten lists. It's cowrophobia. Fear of holes. That was always a common one. And it cre- it's funny. I find it hilarious. I don't know why. 
Calophobia? Calrophobia. Fear of cows. Fear of clowns. Yeah. I don't like clowns. I wouldn't say I have a phobia of clowns, but I don't like them. Ever Thanks, si- John Wayne Gacy. Yeah, I was exactly. going to say, ever since John Wayne Gacy, you know. They're too happy. That and it. But even the fear existed before those two. Yeah. And I, I think it has something to do with the makeup, the, uh, it's the covering exaggerated of the yeah. illusion yeah. of the features. There's actually a fear of beards. I can't remember what it is. And it's a subclass of like the clowns because what it, the fear of clowns is the fact that you can't you can't see who it is. Same with like fear masks and stuff. Is it's all part of the same kind of group? Because you're not actually scared of the clown itself for the most part. You're scared of not knowing who it is. Yeah, not being able to I identify never thought them. Of it that way. And so like people who have who, a lot of people who are scared of clowns, of course, don't like masks. Some of them don't like people like it, people with beards or covered faces in some way. Kind of yeah, helps. that makes so, sense. I don't like I don't like people. That was one thing I, I almost looked. I almost researched more on that one. Yeah, but I got a super easy one: demonophobia. Demons. Demons. Fear of demons. Um, um, <laughs> fear of Pepsi. <laughs> Bogeyphobia. Uh, Bogey? Bogey Fear of boogeymans. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> also. That's fair of boogers. <laughs> now, now, this one I kind of all grouped together. Pneumatophobia, spectrophobia, and phasmophobia. Uh, wait. wait. What again? Pneumatophobia, spectrophobia, and Phasmophobia. Yep. Fear of incorporeal beings, spirits, specters, ghosts. There's five or six of them. I mean, we talked about that one on our spectrophilia episode. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was was thinking it, Amy got to it first, but I was like, that's no one. Well, I didn't hear the spectro one the first time. The first one threw me off. Yeah, I was was stuck in the first one. Because technically, spectrophilia comes from the Greek word for specter. Yeah. Which, I mean, is just another word for... uh, Disembodied spirit, yeah. you know. Theophobia, fear of religion. Close. It's fear of religion, but more specifically, fear of God or gods. Yeah, I had one. There's one. I can't remember what it was called, but it was the fear of uh, ancient Roman and Greek uh, religions. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, it's huh? so specific. <laughs> yeah, I was like, who just was like one random day like. Oh my God! Someone's like Zeus. Oh my God! See, here's the thing, though. These are fears. Yeah, these are my, things people have. My phobia isn't a thing. Doesn't exist. Yours is yeah. just a subclass. <laughs> Mine's a subclass. Both of mine are subclasses. Mine's not a subclass. But one of them doesn't have a name. The second yeah. one does. Sophophobia. Fear of Sophie. Oh, <laughs> poor Sophie. Fear of wait, soap. Wait. Fear of, Fear of laying down. Fear of couches. Think about it like if I gave you Theo and you had Sophie to the end of it. Fear of the philosophy? Or is, I don't know. Fear of... Uh, philosophy? Not philosophy per se. Theo- Wait, what did you say? Theo and- Theology? Fear of Christianity. No. Fear of religion. Fear of... Now you're just spouting shit out. Preachers. <laughs> uh, wisdom. Yeah. Wow. Because theosophy... Meant the wisdom of the gods. That's crazy. Um, now, this one we should all know. Sawanophobia. Fear of Halloween. Halloween. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and that one is very common. Amy wins. We got it. There is a big time phobia for, for Samhain and Halloween, and we did that on our Halloween episode. I told her just because she's. Uh, blowing the teacher. <laughs> She's winning. <laughs> so, Eli, Chad, and I all looked into our own specific phobias. I don't want to. And we got deep into our phobias. I know that I feel like maybe I did some self-discovery with my phobias. I didn't. Nope. Because I tried to figure out where they came from. Well, oh, I did too, but... What I did 
was I tried to come at it with an open mind to to be like all of these things that I'm af- or one of these particular things that I'm afraid of they're not all bad I just can't get over my own fear but here are the steps to do so so you have an understanding but still I was like I hate them <laughs> well, see, I, I kind of took it as a, a way to address your fear I guess why I wanted us to look into our specific fears because I wanted because I feel like it kind of would be helpful to us as well because if it's a true phobia even the thought of it the idea of doing research on your phobia oh the whole time i was doing research i was giving myself chills yeah yeah you had to look at some and i'm the only i'm the only one who has a phobia that doesn't really make sense like everyone else like i guess mine's the oddest phobia yours is the most irrational yeah yeah and i don't know where it came from but doing research, like, I just kept giving myself the chills. All right, well, that's going to do it for this part of our unearthing phobias episode. We had so much information that this is actually going to become a two-parter. So we'll wait for next week when Chad, Eli, and myself all dig into what really scares us. Until next time. Keep digging.